All right, welcome back, everyone, to Seku's Bunch. Um, I'm Monty. Oh, I'm Gage. I guess that's how we're doing this. <laughs> we're learning. Um, I'm Andrew. And I'm heartbroken. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, sure. So this week we are recapping episode three of Survivor 40, Winners at War. Ooh, yes. A lot happened. A lot happened. <laughs> Who would like to start? Should we just start with tribal? No, let's let's end with tribal. Let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Let's like go through this. Let's okay. Let's make sense. A lot happened this episode and. I, for me, I think this was my favorite episode so far. I know that's just not go off of, but this was like everything I looked for in a survivor. Like good personal content, good funny moments, a really even spread of uh, visibility of different players, a dynamic tribal. I, I just I was well fed. Blackface. Blackface. That too. <laughs> that too. Um, I think add those two to the list. Uh, Tony and Sarah. Yep. Okay, but um, so to wrap up some loose ends, at least from last week, I know we talked about what the hell happened with Denise and Adam's idol. Mm-hmm. And so. Mm-hmm. I was glad that we got clarity that Denise had it through that whole <laughs> open your purse. Yeah, that whole <laughs> the whole debacle. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was that was good for me. I liked having that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's think. So how did this episode start? It just started. Adam was sleeping. Both and Rob was flirting with resident lesbian Adam Klein and was like, oh tickle, tickle, tickle. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, I'm trying to think how, well, it started with Adam's thoughts on how the tribal, or, I don't know about if it was on how the tribal went, but Adam's been a pretty significant narrator on that tribe, so we kind of got more of Adam speaking, um, and... Going into the tribe dynamics, it looks like it's kind of just Rob and Parvi and Ethan kind of thrown to the bottom of a bit. Adam is kind of taking the reins of power, and Jeremy and that are kind of not really in a position, but kind of just in the middle of it. Um, watching on is Adam, and I guess Denise, at this point, seems to be the right-hand woman right now. That seems to be the kind of dynamic at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, I don't... <laughs> it seems pretty clear-cut, at least from those first early yeah. minutes. Yeah, I don't like... want too much was going on mm-hmm. yeah the only thing that is significant is that adam does tell ethan 
that he would like to target Parvati. And immediately he gets chastised for that by Ethan, Ethan in confessional. And me from the other side of my screen, I was like, this whole episode, I'm just going to preface this whole episode with what the hell was Adam doing any of this time? I don't think, like, he was in a good position of power, like you said, but I don't think there's really much he could have done to play this much worse than he did. Yeah. This specific round. Conspiracy theory, Adam Klein and Angelina Keeley knew each other. That's how Angelina knew Adam before this game. Angelina gave Adam crack before Winners at War, and he was just <laughs> snoring some of Angelina's coke. Whatever she gave him, it wasn't that good shit. It wasn't that good shit. It was tainted. He decided to tell Boston Rob, who is notorious for having no filter when it comes to information given to him, and told him that he was voting out of Pokestad. He told the person he's voting out, he told her two closest allies, both. He told them both. It has been, yeah, not a good episode for them. I think period. Um, I think we can get to that a little bit more when we actually get to kind of the tribal scramble. Yeah. Um, but the episode is set up to kind of show Adam in this power position, and I think that the episode definitely did a good job of doing a precursor to a possible fall of Adam. Yeah. Because this was a bad, <laughs> bad episode for Adam. He is lucky he was not turned on and is being given another chance by his allies because holy shit. <laughs> that um, was bad. Isaac, do you have any feelings on the Sele tribe, their dynamics, how they were doing at the start of the episode? I have a lot of opinions, but I don't... You I don't feel like it. I... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. We'll get to when we get to the tribal. Isaac will take it yeah. over. All yeah. Right, so let's. Should we? So talk about, oh. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was gonna say, should we talk about the other tribe and like get them yes. out of the way before we come back? That's what I was gonna say. We could. And what was going on the edge too? Which I think. And the happened. edge. Yeah. 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 What happened on the edge definitely pertained to the cal- uh, the call. Um. I also just want to point out that um, this is the first thing I'm thinking of, which I think is a good color of where my mind is when it comes to the Decal tribe. But my first thought was I literally do not remember seeing in Fradlin's face one time. Oh, uh uh. Nope. Not even a challenge, not around camp, not walking into the challenge. Mm-mm. Nothing. Full on INV right there. Like there's quite nothing. a there's quite a few people that were INV from the call. I think Kim yeah. was, Wendell was, Wendell. Nick had like that two second confessional where he went like that, and that's all he got tonight. That's yeah. all he's gotten this season so far. <laughs> um, I feel like Sophie wasn't around that much. Sophie she might have gotten, like, name-checked at some point by, like, Yule, yeah. but yeah. she was not. 
it was it Yule, was... Sandra, Tony, Sarah, like that, and Tyson. Yeah, like it was those Tyson. five, and everyone else was like irrelevant. Mm-hmm. I think the content that we did get from DeKal, though, was important content because I think it is setting up some players for their potential storylines moving forward. Yeah. Um, and, like, oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, the content they gave Tyson seemed very intentional. Um, the content they gave Tony seemed very intentional. They, obviously, Sarah had a big story arc this episode um, with her Edge of Extinction uh, mission that she had to go on. Um, yeah, I'm happy. Um, oh, oh my gosh. Okay. No, let's talk about this first, and then my thought will fit in better later. Okay. Okay. Um, never mind. So, I was just going to say, I mean, there was a lot they had to show this episode with that big mm-hmm. boat, how it flipped multiple times, the Edge of Extinction, they had to show Sarah sneaking into camp, etc., the immunity challenge, the there was challenge. a lot they had to show, and the challenge, and, and yet yep. they still showed personal content on DeKal, yeah. they still showed, like, Sandra catching fish and everything else, Tony wailing a shark in his hands like a madman. Mm-hmm. I this is I don't think I don't know if this is a bold prediction or not, but just based off the content we're getting from both these tribes, I do think the winner's coming from the Red Yeah, tribe. yeah, I do. I think because there's they needed yeah, like you said, they needed nothing. But okay, this was my thought, so it does actually fit in right now. But specifically with Sarah's mission, there was no reason for Tony to be involved in that. No. There was zero oh. reason for Tony to be included anywhere in there it's not like we saw the charcoal on sarah's face later and we're like how the hell did that get there like we didn't even see it it was literally i think just to build up a storyline for tony so off of this episode i'm really high on tony right now because he had that ladder scene he had this scene and what did you you want to say gage oh did you see that people on like reddit and twitter and everything think they might have included it because the date it aired was on Ash Wednesday, so she was basically rubbing ashes on his forehead. I did not see that. That's Larry's coincidence. <laughs> Black Friday or Black Face Ash Wednesday and Tony content. Yeah, <laughs> from the uh, conservative white dream. Um, no, the amount of positive. I I just want to add the amount of positive positively toned content that Tony has gotten just in the first few episodes is crazy to me. Like he's my top, he's one of, if not my number one top winner contender right now, if I had to go off of the first few episodes. Yeah. Same. Especially after that last one, that last episode I came away and I was like, Tony's winning. Yeah. And yeah, Isaac, do you think was that Isaac? That was mm-hmm. me, but I'm asking Isaac if he thinks Tony's winning. Does it matter? Does it matter anymore? I think what would want you to say right now. Remove me from the podcast. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like we did to Pippa. We didn't even mention that Pippa's 
<laughs> oh my gosh. We fired Pippa for being a woman. We fired Pippa for being violently racist. Yeah. We fired Pippa for standing Ben. No, Pippa fired something proactive with her life right now at a theater conference and for doing her life dreams. So we all wish Pippa the best of luck, except maybe Isaac. I don't. Yeah. Love you, Pippa. We love you, Pippa. So sad Pippa's not here. For a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. Um, Isaac, you're gonna have to fill Pippa's void once we get to tribal then. Yeah. Oh fuck, I will. I've already got a drawing of Michelle ready to go. <gasps> no, 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 no. Okay. Oh, okay. Is there anything else we want to talk about with the call and everything else before um, we head over? Because I mean, after that, it's just yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I feel like a couple things. I feel like um. Yeah, like what you were saying before. I didn't really think about this before until it was said like. There, the chances of the winner coming from DeCall is getting higher and higher because, like, for me, I feel like they didn't have to edit DeCall. They didn't have to give them, you know, as much content as they did. I mean, I think when I think the official confessional account that came out was more than half the tribe had at least three confessionals, which is crazy. And I think it was a really well-balanced edit for the episode. But, like, I just look at tribes like in recent Survivor, like, um, Kama and Navidi, where, like, there was no point to edit most of those people, and Survivor was very transparent about that. I think they are leaving it very open-ended with who the possible winner is this season, which makes me really happy. There's no one, the, there's only, I would really say the only people close to purple right now are Nick and Wendell. And that's out of a 20-person cast where no one's been technically eliminated yet. They are juggling 20 people. Yeah. And Michelle. Before we get to Michelle, let's talk about Edge. Are we, oh wait, no. I had to say, I had something to say before we get to Edge. I had something to say. Um... I think Sandra is doing a lot better than people originally thought she did. And I think she's going to go further than people thought she was going to go. Because, again, like Tony, why give her the content about, like, this is my fifth time. I'm trying to change my strategy and, like, show her changing her strategy and showing the positive effects that it has on the relationships around her. Like, again, if she's going to go, like, pre-merge, if she's going to go, like, not be an important character in the merge, then, like... Bye. But it's almost yeah. feels like to me, sort of like Sari in Game Changers, how, how it's like like even though she's a super experienced player, they're sort of giving her like the growth edit almost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And so like I don't think she's gonna win. I still don't think she's gonna win, but I think she's gonna go a lot farther than people originally expected her to. And, and I'm happy yeah. to merge. Mm-hmm. They're still setting up in the edit, it's gonna be at some point Sandra versus Boss and Rob. Whether yeah. that be at an eventual inevitable swap, whether that or at the merge, etc., they're going to come face to face at some point. Um, and just to piggyback off Monty, yes, Sandra does have an idol that came from the edge and everything else. But I do think she'd be doing as well as she was, even without all that jazz. Yeah, she's yeah. Just, she's just doing the damn thing. And, and yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask, like, if Red goes back to tribal, because 
spoiler, they're not swapping next step. Holy crap. Um, who, who's, is it, do you think it's Tyson at this point? Uh, Should I hope so? Kill off my draft. <laughs> so go ahead. Um, so my, my, uh, answer for Tyson actually is, I don't know who it would be, but I have a feeling it's not going to be Tyson because I feel like the way Tyson was portrayed to us this episode, the way he spoke to the camera, I feel like Tyson is potentially getting set up for an underdog. Mm-hmm. And it, um, it's not like any... Like, here's the thing. People who are voted out in the first handful of tribals who get a lot of content usually get that amount of content because they're a big character or they have a lot of influence in like the first one or two tribals they go to or they're polarizing or whatever. Tyson has been very middle of the road, even healed, but they're still giving him content um, even though he's not the biggest character on that tribe. So I feel like if they were going to vote him out in the next tribal or two, and that's the story we get, I just feel like Tyson has more of a story to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, I don't know who they'd vote out because I don't think they would use Sandra either. I feel like Sandra is getting that three growth at it, which I also, that's not something I thought about before. I have a feeling it could possibly be him. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to follow up on that. Um, to Tyson's whole underdog edit, I could see him getting voted out and then coming back from the edge too like i could see that as a potential thing (laughs) i think do you do you want to do you want to say something you no i don't want to say anything it's in morning i literally am but we'll go into more into that like later Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, so let's talk about edge real quick all right who wants to start Hot take, hot take. I like Edge more this season by a lot than I did the first season. I'm still not the biggest fan of what it's like, the game implications, but I'm finally seeing like Jeff's storytelling aspect. And I think that's mostly just because they're lying to each other, which I like. Um, But that's like about it. And I like that. I I would like it if the up for 90 minutes. Yes. If the Fs were 90 yeah. minutes, I would not yes. have a problem whatsoever. But the fact that the Fs are 60 minutes and it's cutting into everything else, and, like, Edge took up, like, close to 10 minutes, honestly. Yeah. Was it a quarter, yeah. maybe a fifth? That's a lot of content, like, which I would like to see be utilized with the actual cast that's still in the game. I guess yeah. the reason why they definitely used it this season was because in case, like, a big personality like Rob, Parv, Sandra, et cetera, got sent to Edge... We wouldn't it wouldn't be the last we get to see them um but yeah i'm still i'm still not a fan <laughs> if australian survivor can pump yeah. out three 30 minute episodes a week u.s survivor could do one just saying yeah yeah i uh to go off gauge i don't like it i i would actually go as far to say as where we were at this point in Season 38 with The Edge, with which, who were the first four boots? It was Reem, Keith, Chris, uh, and Devin. Chris, yeah. 
where we were at that point with the edge, I enjoyed more just because I mean Reem was gold. Um it was at least there was like a morbid curiosity with like there being this new thing in Survivor and like when they did go to the sequences with the Edge of Extinction in those first couple of episodes, I did have a curiosity about it. This time I know what the Edge of Extinction is. I know that it like it's not a secret to any of the players because Jeff told them at the beginning of the season, which I still think is stupid. Um, and it's oversaturating the game with advantages. And while I do like, I'm gonna I'm gonna take what I can out of it and say I really like Natalie's content. Um, I just the. Ed- is the worst part of the episode for me. I really wish yeah. it wasn't there. I feel like, like, I like literally sighed when they showed the little name tag at the bottom corner of the screen as a big extinction, and I was like, oh my god, like, I'm gonna zone out because I don't care. And I'm trying to like it. I'm trying to give it a chance because I love Survivor, but I just like, I can't. <laughs> can't do it isaac do you have any thoughts on edge of extinction just in general um yeah like i i feel like i feel like the only way like to me edge of extinction works is like if it is like a season like this i I think a big drawback of like edge of extinction on like 38 was like we didn't know these those people we didn't have any real emotional attachment or investment Mm -hmm. and they just kind of like sat there like if i recall correctly they didn't really have to with, with the exception of like one time they didn't really have to do any of the things, like go out and find an idol or whatever. But like, then again, I stopped watching halfway through the season. But um, yeah. I do think, I think the only reason it's back this season is because like we have an emotional attachment to like every single person playing. Yeah. Which and is why. Yeah. Jeff did reveal that they wouldn't have been able to nab a at least a couple of the winners without a way to get back into the game. So I feel like that's something that has to be taken into account too. But it's also Jeff Probst and he loves the Swift so much that I feel like he probably would have done it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> he didn't they almost right. do it for Island of Idols too? Like They the, did. Didn't they almost Could you imagine if they like you probably were going to say exactly what I exactly said, but, like, did. could you yeah. imagine if, like, two tribes, Edge of Extinction, and going to visit Boston Robin Sandra? Like... Too much. And they were going to do a swap into three as well. So they were going to have three tribes, Island of Idols, and Edge. It's just Anyways. too fucking much. Anyways. <laughs> With that out of the way... <laughs> Oh, can I just... I do want to... Yes. Um, on the edge, though, just to give a little bit of credit to Amber, because it was kind of... It was a little fun. I'll admit, it was a little fun watching Amber almost figure out something, and then figuring out something that didn't exist. Um, that was fun. She was trying. Good for her. Golf claps for Amber. Good for her. We also got to see Danny catch a fish. Yeah, Danny caught a fish. I think... It's not okay. gonna matter. I think Danny's confessional, where she was like, if I can take away, like, if I can't take away anything else from this game, but it's I caught that fish and I grew. I, th- I think that's the last confessional we're ever going to hear from that's Danny. That's the last, yes. Think, 
I don't think we're ever hearing from her again. I think she's like, I got what I wanted out of this game, and done. She is done. We don't. I learned how to fish. Yes. I learned how to fish. Well, she technically. I learned how to fish for her. Yeah. I guess she evidently didn't get everything she wanted out of the season because she still has Ethan's name in her mouth on her Instagram. Yeah, she's so. literally like attacking Ethan's on every chance she gets. It's funny. You could put Danny on the list, Isaac. He came, he came in right after her. Like, like what? Did they we'll sh- talk about that later. She got we'll the talk. or did she get the revenge she wanted? Does he come back? Hmm, I don't think he does. But oh, wig. Oh, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about it later. Um, yeah. But the one thing we've not talked about is Natalie finding whatever she wanted, whenever she wanted the yeah. boat steal. The way the thing that had me the most shook, I my jaw dropped twice this episode, and one of them was when Natalie realized it was the little shells on the string, and then she destroyed Amber's and Danny's. Mm-hmm. And then, like, tossed it in the woods. I was like, holy shit! That was hysterical. I thought they weren't allowed to do that, but apparently they are, like, to destroy the property of, like, uh, idol clues or whatever. Um, but I guess they can, so... That's... Maybe they're winners. They're, like, don't care. <laughs> they're, like, do whatever you want. Take Tony with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Well, okay. Wait, I, I do have a quick question. I don't think Tony didn't go over to... I think he... Was it you I was having this conversation with the Astra? It probably wasn't. I had this conversation with someone else, too. I'm, like, 98% sure Tony was at their camp. He just didn't walk into their camp. He was on the outskirts. I don't think so. I think they just, like, they showed that scene before Sarah left, and then Sarah left on the boat. I don't think production is that... Right. Then why did it show them, like, creeping around with a stick like they were blind people? Oh, can we can dark. we can oh. we talk about when when Sarah gets to the camp and she sees Ben and just calls him and I quote some guy that was so <laughs> <Yes>. funny. <laughs> some guy sleeping. The, she she probably didn't know it was Ben because it was so dark, but I would like to pretend that she knew. I like to pretend she didn't watch that season. It's like oh. Uh... Barney. I'd like to pretend I didn't watch that season. Mm-hmm. I blacked out. <laughs> um, um, I know Andrew did talk to me about this. I don't find these like sneaking into camp scenes interesting anymore I because I just because I know they're going to find it, especially after Vince did what he did last season. And a big reason why is and Andrew brought this to my attention. At night, there's still camera crew and everything else. They're probably still walking around the island. So if they hear a noise or anything, they probably just think it's camera crew and don't think anything of it. Not of another person actually, you know, doing hood rat shit. Yeah. I think, I mean, it's it's what Gage said. I I think it's it's obviously just for the entertainment factor to be like, oh, this person's sneaking around camp. But they have an entire crew walking around snapping twigs the entire time. Like... I, I think it's pretty inevitable that they're going to find what they want to find. And even if it's like, I don't know, like, this could be a reach, but if Survivor's trying to set a precedent that they do one of these, like, sneak into camp things every season or two, then they set this precedent of, like, oh, be on your toes, even when it's nighttime, someone can be sneaking into your camp. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, people, 
Like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, yeah. future seasons being like, oh, someone keeps sneaking in the camp. Like, no, those bitches are sleeping. They're getting their rest. They were just in the sun all day. They just probably did a challenge. They're sleeping. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Yeah. Also, <laughs> what are they going to... What's... Like, my question is also, what's going to happen if they get caught? Like, is it... They fucking beat the shit out of them. Boston Rob goes... Boston Rob wakes up in delirium and goes, Amba, is that you? And then he body tackles Sarah. I like to think like she gets the advantage and she's like backing up and she just backs into Boston Rob who's behind her. And then he's like, get her girls. And then they all beat her to death. <laughs> Parvati just like jumps her. Parvati comes out with a torch and starts beating her, like clubbing her. Thank God. Yes. Boston Black Widow's uh, sleepwalking. I'd like to preface. <laughs> Parvati's not. Parvati's not. Parvati knows exactly what she's doing. What she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, All right. That being said, Sarah did get a vote steal, so I guess that'll come into play at some point. I don't really care. Or um, we love an oversaturation of advantages in games, and we're probably going to get like two. Advantage get-ins this season. Yay! I hate it. Not even, it's not even worth me complaining about it anymore. It's just, it's gonna Literally. be like... Whatever. Yeah. Alright. Anything else before... The only thing I would like to say before we get to the tribal stuff is that I... The immunity challenge was, like, kind of fun this episode. Just because it was so close, but... Oh, I was at a good I was, time. I'm never... I, like, never pay attention to immunity challenges. I'm always like, all right, time to check Twitter, time to check Tumblr, like, during this. But I was actually, like, into it. Like, yeah. I paid attention. No, I was on my feet. I was literally on my feet, like, freaking out because I wanted Sele to win. Um, you and me both, sister. They just didn't pull it out. They're not a good tribe. Denise, <sighs> Denise has only evaded tribal council once. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Period. Period. Well, and that challenge, they almost lost. So it's like, Denise was like this close to it, still attending every tribal. Which is terrible. Well, you try competing with geriatric lesbians on your tribe and see how far <laughs> you went into the game. Like, goddamn. I think put Adam on the list. Put him on the list. He's already on the list. We've called that guy a lesbian so many times now. It's just Denise is the geriatric one. <laughs> Put her on the list. Denise on the is list. more physically fit than any of us will ever hope to be, except for maybe Monty, because has to whatever. Also, since when did Boston Rob think he was good at puzzles? Like, what the fuck? He was he's really good in the puzzles in the previous seasons he's on. Like, he's beasted the puzzles in his previous seasons. Not this time. He's not good. I think he should stick to throwing bitches over giant rolling pins, and that's all I'm gonna say about him right now. Because that was funny. That was funny, yeah. I mean, it's not hard when you're competing. The people you're competing against in the puzzle is the cast of Redemption Island, so, like... T. Like... Oh, Ralph maybe... Kaiser. <laughs> Sorry, maybe... I have maybe it. Go ahead. From a million years ago, and by a million years ago, I mean like thirty minutes. But 
part of Adam's first confessional was oh this is all coming back to me now Rob was getting negative content in the beginning of this episode because Adam was like this isn't Redemption Island you need to adapt I think is like me leave that survival that because they protect Boston Rob so much but they actually had some saying this isn't Redemption Island and uh, not in the sense about a lot of the other women you haven't heard anyone say, this isn't One World, Kim. This isn't Pearl Island, Andrea. This isn't Ghost Island, Wendell. It's like, no. This isn't Redemption Island, Boston. They know. They know Redemption Island. Adam knows. He might be a rat, but he is but he knows. a super fan. No. I just like I like that they include that because Boston Rob is not a god contrary to the popular belief of all of the emo Pippa. girls on Twitter who say they aren't like the other girls of the middle-aged women that stand Boston Rob. Yeah, just say Pippa. She's somehow both. Pippa. Pippa is somehow both. Well, Those are how the about only this? Boston Rob stands I see. Those are the only stands I see are like middle-aged women and girls who are like, I'm not like the other girls. And Jeff Probst. And Jeff Probst. And Jeff Probst. Um, how about this? Maybe Boston Rob isn't bad at puzzles. Maybe just Sophie is just a lot better than him. No. I, yeah. Oh. No. Sophie can't read. Add her to the list. <laughs> Sophie? Okay, but you don't need to read to do a puzzle. You remember in South Pacific when she, like... No. Basically... I didn't watch that season. Okay, but Girl. see, Final Floor Immunity, there was, like, a big physical thing and a puzzle, and Ozzy, like, finished the physical thing before her, and Sophie looked over at him and then looked back at her puzzle, and her puzzle was done, and they voted out Ozzy. Good. And that's the only reason and, she's off this season. And never forget Final Tribal Council in South Pacific where Sophie ran to coach and said, and ca- called him the equivalent to a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. And she was right to say it. <laughs> she can read. She can at read. Fifth grade level. Reading is fundamental. It sure is. All right, let's get to the highlights. All right, so with all that, are we ready for the picture? Going into tribal, set the stage. Adam is a freak. <laughs> Period. That's it. That's the only. Now, Adam. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Don't do that to her. You know. Oh, like, you haven't seen the whole thing yet. Anyway. Just keep continue. We'll get to it. Sorry. So basically, we have um, sections of Adam and Denise, um, Jeremy and Michelle. Then, thank God, Ben did a lot of content campaigning for him. Thank you. Um, and we have the old schoolers for you, and uh, Jeremy and Michelle. So, just that. And Adam's acting a whole ass fool this whole time. Mm-hmm. But like every single person. Poverty, 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 poverty. And poverty, according poverty, to Ben. Poverty, poverty. Poverty. Bitch, she got a million. She's not poor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, think Adam should have kept his damn mouth shut. Well, 
in hindsight, maybe it was okay what he did because Parv is still in the game. Isaac would disagree with me on that, but I would rather have Parv be still here. But the long story short, which we can all talk about, is the entire pre-tribal sequence after that all big come up and happened. They all went, well, we need to weaken Rob. You know what would weaken Rob? Taking Rob out. out Rob. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, the whole time, I was like, I was like, so, I, okay, here's my thing. The main advocate that we've heard for protecting Rob is Adam. The person that you're leaving out of the vote is also Adam. So why not just vote out Rob with the four instead of Ethan? Because it's not like, like, I don't see Denise wanting to work with Rob. I don't see Jeremy wanting to work with Rob. I don't see Michelle wanting to work with Rob. I don't see Ben wanting to work with Rob. Mm-hmm. See, so- Ben even said at the beginning of the episode, I wish Rob was gone. He said that verbatim. Mm-hmm. What are you going to say, Andrew? Though, is I don't know if any of you guys saw this. I wasn't going to send anything on it until the podcast to see if anyone um, saw it. But So, Jeremy and Michelle did have a um, watch party in Boston. Um, and there was some stuff on Reddit about this. And one of our mutual friends of the podcasters. I'll just say Johnny. You guys know Johnny. I just don't like giving him a time. But um, he knew somebody who went to the watch party and heard at least a bit of things that we didn't see from Michelle and Jeremy. And basically, and this wasn't shown on the show, and mm-hmm. I have some feelings about that um, because obviously there are some things they purposefully don't show. But apparently it was something to the effect of Michelle was hoping to possibly work with Parvati later down the line. And also Jeremy wanted to keep Rob as a shield. So Ethan ended up being the compromise vote, which I wouldn't have known that about Jeremy and Rob because like no, n- nothing was shown to indicate that Jeremy wanted to keep Rob as a shield. And also... With Michelle and Parvati, after a little after the episode ended, I was kind of thinking like, I feel like Michelle didn't want the fourth person voted out in a row to be a woman, um, just because I feel like Michelle probably thought that she could work with some of women better. Um, so I can see how Ethan landed on being the compromise vote. Um, but that wasn't shown, really. So we're kind of left to our own devices on questioning what happened. Sorry, that was a very long spiel, but I wanted to get that explanation out. That does make more sense, yeah. Yes, Isaac? I ain't got nothing to say. Oh my god, you said that the entire time. <laughs> now you... I think a picture is oh worth god. a thousand words. Oh my god. Are we ready to go over Let's it, go or do we want to go through? Are we? First? We have, we have some more beach stuff to talk about. Yeah. Oh my god. Why did that happen on the beach? Because we haven't even. I talked... would. Yeah. Go ahead, Monty. I was gonna say we haven't even talked about Michelle's. Michelle's moment. Michelle and Capital M. Talk about. We really have the same brain tonight. 
I know. Like, I was going to bring up, I'm not joking you, and this is not an exaggeration. I went back and watched the sequence from when Jeremy and Michelle walk off and bring up Ethan all the way up to pre-tribal, like that two-minute period. I think I watched that ten times today. And And Michelle was uh, the point of it. Michelle was the focal point of it. Jeremy got no confessionals. Michelle led that entire sequence. But, like, the reason I kept watching it over and over again, I hope you guys appreciate this. I know Andrew probably would. The music they played in the background during this entire sequence, like, as soon as Michelle said Ethan, they came in with this really beautiful string arrangement. Mm -hmm. And then right after that, they show Michelle talking to Denise and Michelle talking to Ben. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie. I know Andrew has. Have you ever seen The Perfection? Like with yes. um, Allison Williams yes. and yes, I yes. the girl from Dear White People, where they like basically battle with cellos. Mm-hmm. That entire sequence in the background literally sounds like a song for that movie, where they're just basically battling to death with their cellos. It just sounds like two cellos going at each other. But but, but, what, but at what cost? A good cost because Michelle literally did. What did she do, Monty? That. Michelle kind of being the one that was like, bro, no, we're not voting out poverty, we're not doing that, because Michelle really doesn't, we've seen, Michelle doesn't like being told what to do, Um, and it won her the game once, um, and she, I mean, just the fact that she was done with so much, like, social content, and, like, people were... Like, her tribe mates were eating it up. Like, Denise was like, girl, what? Like, what's the tea? Like, why would I have to do that? Like, Michelle is good at talking. And that is good, especially with a bunch of crazy attorneys. Yeah. I think this is the first time in a... I don't know if it's a long time or ever where Survivor has accurately edited and, like, positively edited the power a social game can have not just like yes it's a big strategic moment as well but then the fact that they showed they showed michelle's social game instead of showed us her talking about her social game or someone else Mm -hmm. talking about her social game they showed her social game in action which i thought was first of all as a michelle stan amazing and as a big social game advocate like social games are good and can win and like deserve the same respect as advantage and strategic and physical games that this was like pretty cool to see and refreshing just to like see it on the survivor screen it's a really good point mm-hmm. um anything else from that whole sequence um where isaac shows us the picture i'm oh. trying to think that basically well it was Funny, I mean, not funny, it was just interesting because I think it's worth mentioning, Ethan and Parvati didn't really get a ton of their own content. A lot of the content came from Boston Rob. Like, Ethan kind of got shafted with us, so there wasn't a lot of Ethan this episode. We were kind of just left. I'm sure he will get Ed's content. And oh, for sure. I do think he might be one of the contenders 
to come back. I could see him possibly coming back just because <laughs> he he got so he got he got so much preseason content. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like it's kind of the same thing with Payson. Like I just did not see Ethan going this early because it's like, yeah. I feel like Ethan has a huge story to tell. But sometimes those stories don't end up getting told fully because that's the kind of the evilness of survivors. Sometimes people with stories leave in the first week of the Mm -hmm. nine days. Okay. Here's the thing. Yeah. I I don't think his, like, story per se is over because, like, and since we're bringing edit into this, I want to bring, like, articles and NDAs and stuff. Uh, I know they can't say much on, like, their times there, but, like, I think he did an interview with, like, E.T. or something, where they asked him, are you happy with, like, what happened? And he says, like, yeah, which I know you can't really say no, but, like, I don't know. I I, I don't think he, okay, I I do think Natalie's going to come back, realistically, Mm -hmm. but, like, I, one, think he has a shot, and, like, two, I think, like, I don't know. I'd just be thinking about Ethan's on a lot. I think, (laughs) I think that there's more to him to show. And I feel like he was like one of the first Mm -hmm. people to get like confessional, like about like, you know, his cancer recovery and stuff. And like, I don't know. I just feel like it'd be a missed opportunity if that wasn't shown, which that being said, they can still show it on the edge. So Mm -hmm. I would like to say that, um, like piggybacking on top of that to like go off more his confessional like his like exit confessional i guess even though he's like still there was basically like i've gone to the edge of extinction like i can handle this so that sounds like something that's like like i've battled back from extinction before and i'm gonna do it again and watch me and that's like like i could see him actually doing it like why include that specific sentence like he got one sentence but he probably did, like, a 15-, 20-minute interview with them. So why pick mm-hmm. that one sentence out of all the 15, 20 minutes? Yeah. Is it, is it time? Do you feel like it's time, Isaac? Do you think it's time? Is it Can time? I bring up one quick thing? Can I say one quick thing that we didn't say before? It never ends. The, the scene where Boss and Rob went to go confront Michelle and Jeremy, and Michelle the entire time was denying everything, and Jeremy was doing that weird winky thing, like, the play is not poverty. I, 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 do you guys that know was... what I'm talking about? Funny That's as hell. So but it was funny. There were a lot of funny moments in this episode. Yeah. I okay. think that Michelle is the only person who's figured out with Boston Rob, just lie your ass off. Like, don't give him, like, weird half-truths, just, like, didn't, just, like, lie. Mm-hmm. Like, Boston Rob's someone that you should not give an inch. In this episode, Adam gave Rob the whole fucking mile. Like, it was... That's because he's a fanboy and he wants to get drilled by all of them, and it's so <laughs> disgusting to watch. <laughs> Adam said, I'll never go against you, Rob Father. Literally, like, what the fuck? Um, Monty! No! <laughs> Still, the people on Spotify have no idea what I just screamed at you about. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Andrew. I've made a nasty I, face. I do have one more thing that I do want to mention that I feel kind of got overshadowed by the um the impact of the vote out because obviously, like Ethan was 
like beloved, like everybody's first reaction to Ethan voting out was just like screaming. Um, but from an actual strategic standpoint, Ethan was a threat. I do think I would have loved Boston Rob getting voted out, but Ethan, I feel like here's the thing, and I was thinking about this a lot this morning while I was in my brekkie. You're so weird. Um, Boston Rob has next to nothing in this game. Also, when it comes to if they swap, the tribe mates that he would be swapping onto a tribe with voted out his wife and fired a warning shot from across the ocean. Like, Boston Rob doesn't really... I don't think he really has anything. Maybe that was some of Jeremy's mentality in keeping Rob around. Is like Rob can be an easy vote out maybe at the swap or the early merge because I, I really don't think Rob is getting farther than early merge. And yeah, he might have like Tyson, he might have Tim, but Rob really doesn't have anything. Ethan, or he, he at least has next to nothing. Ethan has an entire tribe of people on the other side that he could build relationships with and become a threat by. Like, I don't think it was stupid to get rid of Ethan. I just think maybe it wasn't the move, like the move for this mm-hmm. round. But in the long run, Ethan was a threat socially. Yes, I was. Yeah, like, I agree 110%. And, like, before we, like, before I go into, like, my Michelle, like, hyperbolic, like, rant, whatever, I want to preface this with, like, Michelle pulled off a beautiful move. Like, I would would I have liked to see it been, like, Rob? Yeah, of course. Like, I love Ethan. But at the same time, like, we said last week that he Ethan was probably, like, set up really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um... I, in my experience, and just, like, things that I, like, notice, I feel like social players usually get targeted by other social players, and they knock each other out of their running. And with this, I feel like it was um, Michelle Fitzgerald, who is, like, who has a killer social game, as we just said, recognizing Ethan Zahn, who also has a killer social game, as a threat. And so I, I think, like, she played it beautifully, as much as I hate to admit it. Like, go her. Like, I guess I'm rooting for her. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking to watch. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like my stomach dropped. I had a hunch it was gonna be him because he posted this thing where he was like, like two hours before tribe or not tribal. The episode aired where he was like, not to interrupt Survivor, but he was started talking about like cannabis, and I was like, they never do that unless something bad happens. Like, they usually want like all eyes to be on. The, the, the yeah. episode itself. So I was kind of yeah. like, that's not great. True. But um, Isaac, did you want to get to your your drama my, creation? My Michelle hate blog, yeah. Um, <laughs> so here she is. Oh, There's a lot my. going on here. Okay, God. so this is Michelle Fitzgerald. She's on the Thought Tribe. All right. This is um, the tears that she cried as she was, you know, murdering your faves. Her unibrow was manicured before she went out, so it's cool. Okay, that's good. Yeah, this vein in her neck is very prevalent. (laughs) 
Um, this tea, they, they, like her teeth are very sharp because she sharpened them up before she went out there, obviously, okay. to rip fucking jugulars out. Like, like uh, um, there's uh, Ethan Zahn's flesh and blood stuck within her teeth. And I don't know if you noticed, but he's down here decapitated because she bit off his fucking head. And her torch is still lit. for this episode. Absolutely. Yay. Oh, she does have wow. a good wing though, because Michelle Michelle very pretty. She do have a good wing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Honestly, where's I'm calling the MoMA tomorrow. <laughs> Michelle they're gonna remake Jennifer's body and it's gonna be Michelle's body and Michelle Fitzgerald is gonna like basically just be the next Megan Fox. Yeah. It's what she deserves. I'm calling Michelle Fitzgerald and then the police because... Y'all should tag her. I want to see what she says. Oh, I forgot! I forgot. Because mostly the bottoms were mad about Ethan Zahn leaving, as Andrew so eloquently put in his Twitter that he did an app. Um, me, anyways. She's saying, I hate gay people. <laughs> oh my god. I had Michelle to the list right in a second. Is she wrong for that opinion? No, no she's not. Um, and we support her fully. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I'm gay. Who do yes, think... I'm homophobic. We exist. Yeah, it's like the right. SP or whoever. You're gay? Us. And um, homophobic. You heard it here. We are A lot of people would be scared. Um, <laughs> Spotify and whatever, don't take us down. Yeah, we're, we're just performing self-hatred. Um, so, I feel like Going into next episode, um, who who are we looking at as a? Can I say I something? We've already kind of talked about it. We're high on Tony and whatever he's smoking. You're high on Tony. We're high on Michelle. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I saw one Gage and one Monty also eating oh, the birds is... from a few weeks oh. ago. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, who else do we think? Still... I see one gauge hand up right now also. So this was actually something that went through my head as soon as this episode aired. What are the odds Michelle goes pre-merge? Because, and let me explain why. So Michelle's confessional, we the only confessional that we got from Michelle during the premiere was how she wanted to show that she deserved her win. And then her final, conf- like, final, like, words before she went into the tribal before it goes to commercial break was i think people are now starting to see that i deserved my win what if that was just her whole story arc in these three episodes and she's gonna get voted out next i would hope not because that would suck. i would hope not but it could happen i think yes isaac no you go first okay i think i think that's where her story like, that is going to be the point where it ends, but I don't think we've reached that point yet. Because she did say, like, I'm starting to show why, like, I deserve my season. And, like, it seemed like this was, like, the opening chapter of at least a couple chapters. Like, she's well-connected to Jeremy. She's, like, got a drive. I feel like her story goes at least, like, two or three more episodes, at the very least. Um, that's also kind of wishful. Wishful. Mm-hmm thinking on my part so yes i suck i do think with like storytelling like if you want to keep people watching you want to give them like 
the most not like not necessarily like a happy ending but a good ending and with that being said i think with like most of these people i feel like you'll know if they've reached the end of their story because like with this being not only like um all-star season but a milestone season at that with it being like the 20th anniversary and all these people we already have emotional attachments to are back like i feel like the if the editors are smart they're not gonna make us feel as if we're missing out on anything because like this is like the last hurrah for a lot of people yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is the last time we're gonna see a fair amount of these people yeah like i'm i'm certain of it yeah unfortunately okay unless one of those people is ben so who do you think is like so who do you think after this tribal is on the is in the best position on sale because i have an opinion I don't Michelle. know. I don't think it's Michelle. Yeah, I don't think it's actually Michelle either. I think it depends on Denise. literally one. I think thing. it's Denise. Well, I think I it's Denise. Think, I think it literally depends on. Yeah, I, I would also say Denise, but it depends on if this possible far out scenario where Robin Parvati team up with Adam and Denise and somehow demonize Jeremy and Michelle for leaving Adam out on the boat. I think it's a reach. Um, oh my god. I think, it's a that reach. I think it's a reach, but I literally just don't see a scenario where Denise gets out, and I feel like that puts her in the best position in my eyes. Mm-hmm. If she has an idol, so if she is in danger, there's a potential for playing it. Anyway. Well, sad. I forgot she had an idol. Like I was considering every all the factors and not even considering her idol. Like but the idol just helps out with ten. That's points. actually a good yeah. sign. Um, no, because I think without it, I think there's arguments to target every other person on Sele except her because I still think she is kind of attached to Adam, and unless it's Adam going on a revenge rampage specifically against her, which I don't know why he would, because, like, it was Michelle at, that flipped the vote. Well, I, th- I don't think Denise... Or, no, Denise wasn't on it. Never mind. I'm, yeah, she was. was. They all were at that point. Yeah, mm-hmm. everyone... Fuck Denise, fuck Ben, fuck Jeremy, fuck Michelle. I hate and them all. I think, because... Okay, Pippa. Targeting, <laughs> if people are going to be targeting, like... It's kind of like pairs right now, plus Ben just sort of like floating. And if people are going to target each of the other pairs, so like Parv, Rob Parv and Jeremy and Natalie, there's arguments for each, either of those four to go, like either yeah. person from those two pairs. But if it's Adam and Denise, like Denise isn't going. Like Yeah, they're going to target Adam. They're going to target Adam first, unless it's Adam's specific targeted revenge against Denise, which we just have no like no reason to think that that would come. I don't think he'd yeah. do it. Um, unless Adam and Ben just, like, let it drop that Denise has an idol and they try to flush it. Yeah, that's the only reason, but um, that's a very slim yeah. scenario, I would say. I feel like this mm. is so weird to say in relation to Adam, but I feel like on this tribe specifically, Denise has a really good shield in Adam right now, because if they're yeah. duos targeted, I, I don't see a lot of scenarios where they target Denise over Adam. I mean, they targeted Adam tonight. So why wouldn't they do it again? Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Um, I ship Ben and Adam. Yeah, me too. Um, so does he. Who do we think? Denise is shaking. Who do we think from Dick Hall? Seems to, we already kind of touched on it. I mean, I say Tony is in the best spot over there, but if there's any other people we want to shout out. I think it's Kim. From... Oh my god. I mean, from from the edit standpoint, yeah, it's Tony, but also from a game standpoint, I think, like, Yule's in a really good spot right now, specifically. Um, Even though he doesn't quite have the edit to back it up, I think if they were, if this was the Merge tribe right here, and, like, Stella just did not exist, and this was the final nine... I think Duel would be set up in a very good position to go to Final 5, Final 4. Yeah. Same as Sophie. Same mm-hmm. as Sophie. I literally think just... Uh, I hate saying it. I just feel like... Kim's fucked. <laughs> if they yeah. Have, I, I just feel like it's Kim. If you ostracize Do... someone that hard at one tribal, at the next tribal, I feel like it's not going to be that much of a difference unless something drastically changed in the plans. Well, like, Kim has the idol, and then Sophie has the other half. Do you think Sophie should look Kim dead in the eye and go, no. That's another thing. Sophie, so, the technicalities with that idol, do they technically, does Kim have an idol now? I'm confused. We don't. Sophie has to give it back. But when does she have to give it back? Whenever. Whenever. She doesn't have to. Because Adam gave his back, like, three hours after getting it. Like, I think it literally just has to be, like, I'm giving you my idol, and that's enough for anything. Okay. Yeah. And so then, yeah. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, the same thing happened in Edge of Extinction, like, when Rick Devins got the idol from, like, when he returned. And he's like, I have to give this person, like, I have to give this person a half. And then they have to hold it. I think it was either till the next day or after the next tribal. It was after and tribal. David, and then David held it. And then Rick Devins asked for it back. And David said, no, I'm going to keep it. And then didn't give it back to him until a round or two later. Until at tribal during the, the freak well, out tribal. Or like well, right Joe before the home. freak out tribal. Well, Joe went home. And then the next episode, Rick Devins asked for it back. And David said no. And then Eric went home. And then after Eric went home, he asked for it back, and David said yes. Uh, I forgot so like, Joe was in Edge of Extinction. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> we all do. I, but I mean, I don't think these idols function that way. I don't think there's like a like determined time where the other person has to hold on to the half that's given to them. Yeah. I have no mm. clue. Um, I feel like, though, if Kim does end up being saved either by like Sophie being like, okay, we can't target him because I'm kind of working with her now, or Kim saves herself with the idol, then it's probably just Tyson. And if it's not Tyson, it's Sandra. And if it's not Sandra, then I don't know who the hell would go from that tribe. Could honestly be like Nick or Wendell. Like we could, I could see. Um, if something crazy happens and, like, Tony and Sarah team up with, like, some outsiders and pull someone in and, like, some crazy shit goes mm-hmm. down, Sarah uses her steal a vote or something. And then I feel like... we just, like, yeah. kind of have a non-factor round where Nick or Wendell go home. I feel like at this point, just because we can't decide, unless a lot happens next episode, I feel like Saley's just going to go back to Tribal again. 
Yeah, I feel like that's where we are. Yeah, I'm saying all this. I'm like, Fuck, I feel like it's going back. I feel like, yeah, I feel like back to sort of what we were talking about earlier. Sele is really the like pre-merge story, and to call they're setting to call up to be the merge story. Yeah. yeah. All right. Saline nasal spray, and that's why we. That's why we, I think we only have like good reads for like who's in a good spot and who's going to go far because we don't really need to know who's in a bad spot and going to go next because there's yeah. not going to be anyone who goes next. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. Well, I have nothing else. I loved uh, it. Um, it was a like good episode, yeah. So, uh, um, anyone else have any other thoughts? I'm good. If we covered I, everything. If we're, all, if we're all good, Isaac can read the list and we'll do our farewells. Do a shout out. All right, Isaac. <laughs> Give us the enemies. Enemies of the podcast today include Sarah Lucina, to- I almost said Tommy Vlachos, Tony Vlachos, Adam Klein, Angelina Keeley, Ralph Kaiser, Rob Mariano, Denise Stapley, Sophie, Michelle, and Ben. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yay. Who is our, our player of the week or whatever? Oh, Andrew? Player of the week. Oh, like just our shout our out. Our shout player. out. Yeah, who's our shout out? Mm-hmm. I wanted to, just because I've been seeing her on social media a lot lately, and I just have to remember sometimes I have a deep love for this player, but um, Chelsea Walker, I just, beautiful. Who? Soul. <laughs> yeah. Chelsea exactly. Handler? Chelsea Handler, that woman who is used as an archetype by that other woman who thinks being mean is a personality trait. But anyway, um, did I just shade that woman who goes on Rob has a podcast once a year? I'll find out her name and I'll put her on there. On the Angie Kant? Put her on the list. Yeah. Angie Kant, yeah. enemy of the podcast. <laughs> Angie state. I don't Pop. like it that woman does. But anyway, um, yeah. I just wanted to shout out Chelsea Walker for being a real hoe and probably never coming back to Survivor because Jeff Probst doesn't care about women. Um, Valid. Unless they're blonde. So I saw on a leak apparently um, Survivor FBI, please don't shoot me in the head, but apparently uh, second chance invitations have already started going out and uh, Vince got one. Um, I... So... Can I say something? Gage, did you get one? Did you get one? Yes. Yes, of course. Um, who? Well, first off, where did you hear that from? Okay, also, let's also put this. Disclaimer, right now, we're going to talk about casting spoilers. So if you want to hear about that, go ahead. If not, stop listening. We got the um, red rule going, so that's casting Well, that's what I was going spoilers. to say. So did you get the Redmond newsletter this week? Was it a Redmond newsletter? I just saw Vince shared screenshot. Well, a Redmond newsletter went out this week, and Redmond says Second Chances 2 is canceled. Next two seasons are going to be all newbies. Oh, shit. Okay, well, then that is fake. Holy shit. Is that why he put <laughs> out the... No, 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 no. Do you think he put it out because, like, it did get canceled and the NDA doesn't apply? Oh, maybe. That would make sense. This is going in my cringe comp. Or Vince Mua, enemy of the podcast. Or he 
got the text, like they sent out the text to the players, and then they canceled it and had to be like, "Sorry, it's not happening." Now. Who uh, who else was supposed to go on? Do you guys know? I heard Nick Maiorano. Yeah. <sighs> God, why? Why? That's no offense to Nick. Know. I know that Reed from San Juan del Sur was like sucking Jeff Pro's stick hard <laughs> to get on, and then and then he came on like Reddit and everything. So like, there's a good chance he may have contacted Reed. Um, wow. What's weird is I only know men. So I feel I don't like know any of the women. Then they must have contacted players. Oh yeah. Then been like, oh, we're actually canceled. So that was probably what the screenshot was because I didn't read the post. Yes. Fully. Yeah. And it was like literally before the podcast. Oh wow, that's shady. <laughs> yeah. Because they, well, they are... probably what they oh. do is like it's like for casting. It's like what they do is like if they don't have a set theme and everything else, so they'll just reach out to people and just yeah. try to get interest before they make a decision. That's probably what they did and then they decided, oh, we're not going to do this anymore. Well, I, I wonder know. why they didn't yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was just going to say, like, I know they always have players on standby that they're kind of in kind of contact with, like, in general. Like, they just have people on standby constantly, but, like, this was, like, in the leaks, at least, this was, like, heavily discussed in, like, the leaks and, like, the, the subreddits, like, so I feel like it feels a little different, this time. <laughs> like, not just like, oh, we'll bring you back, like, when we have a season happening. This was like, the season seemed like it was happening, and then it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I feel, oh, yes, Isaac? Go ahead, you go ahead. Well, go I was ahead. just going to say, I feel like we should dedicate a whole podcast episode to this at some point. I do too. But we should wrap it up. When we find time. Yes. Yeah. Sometime in our lives. Because we have so many interesting things to say. I just... And I, I don't know. No, go ahead, Isaac. That's what go, I was Isaac. I don't, like, I don't quite understand why they would, like, cancel Second Chances too, especially when they have, like, a, such a wide pool of people. Like, just thinking back in, like, the past few seasons, like, they have people. Like, I don't quite understand. And, like, I, I think not only do they have people, they have people, like, I personally would like to see again. Allie, mm-hmm. Chrissy, you know, not necessarily Vince, but like yeah, other. But if he came back, I wouldn't be mad. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I wouldn't. Yeah, yeah. I think the reason, probably, if there's a reason why, I mean, I don't know production, whatever. But I feel like if there's a reason why, they probably want to like give all. They might just want to give all the attention to this season. So they're just having an all-star season immediately after this again. Kind of usurps like the power that winners at war does yeah. have mm-hmm. see i don't i don't buy that though like mm-hmm. i don't because like it would say, like, being shady yeah it's like second bad. chances ended like and then right after we were already getting like spoilers for game changers like people getting yeah. contacted and stuff so like i don't quite maybe they are waiting until winners at war ends and then they're like all right back on and like granted it was a three season separation rather than a two well it was kind of a two because ko wrong was filmed two. before yes yeah, yeah. So it's, there's really no real reason? I don't know. We can speculate yeah. all we want, but we don't know. I don't buy it either, but um, with that, we can wrap it up if we want to. I want to see T-Bird back there. Um, all right. Wow. Well, I think that's well, all we've got. 
I'm all good. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Seiku's Bunch. We'll be back. Pippa will be back next week. Monty will be gone next week. I will be gone next week. Pippa will be back. Stan Seiku. Stan Stan Chelsea Walker. And Stan Chelsea. Fuck you, Gage. Is it over?